had the opportunity to uh, do a memorial service for a family that I've known for years and uh, loved dearly. And um, Mike Tucci goes to our church. His his, uh, wife and kids uh, go to a church near here. And um, it's a family that I've known, like I said, for a long time. And um, in my life, I've gone through this journey. Uh, I'm still on the journey where... um, I was known, I had quite a reputation for being late all the time, and and I've I've worked hard on that. Um, Doesn't mean I've gotten rid of the reputation, but I I have worked on that, made some progress. And uh, so I was going to go meet with the family uh, the day before, on Monday, before the uh, memorial service, and walk through them and make sure that everything was uh, prepared and got a chance to just spend some time with them. And so they, they, it was going to be at 6.30, they texted me, hey, why don't you come over for supper, 5.30, I said, oh. Great, I'd love to. Let me move some things around and move some things around. And, and I wanted to make sure I got there on time. Partially because I had had such a bad reputation before and I kind of wanted to show them that I'd grown up, right? Like I was, I was better at this than I used to be. And so um, I actually put, padded in more time before I left. I padded in time for, for those things. And then something happened right about four, I think it was like 4.45, and uh, so I had to take care of that thing, and I, I jumped in the truck, had the, the address and my phone. It had been a really busy, crazy day, and I jumped in, and my phone was, was low, and I almost always have a phone charger in my truck, uh, but somebody had borrowed my truck, and it had gotten taken out. I had seen it on the counter. I got in the truck. I pulled out, and I thought, nah, it's sure. I'm, 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 I'm good. I think I have enough. And uh, so I'm driving, and uh, sure enough, while I'm driving there, um, had to pull over a couple times because a couple of important phone calls happened, and I was off 280. I got off the exit. I was within a half a mile, and the phone went dead. But I had seen the address. It was 277, and I said, it's, it's, a, it's a, like a um, townhomes. I'm sure I can find it. So I pulled back real quick. No, I couldn't find it. So I ran to Dunkin' Donuts to be able to get internet and pulled out my laptop. I pulled it up, pulled it up on the database, and sure enough, there it was, uh, 277. Although it was written a little funny. I noticed, like something just, I just noticed it, but I was in a hurry, had to get going. I wanted to make sure I was on time. And so I uh, jumped back in the truck and I went to the, found the the, uh, townhomes, I went to where 277 should be. I found 264, 260, could not find 277. And so it was clustered and it was raining and I started walking. Could not find 277. I started asking people, do you know where 277 is? Found people with a phone. Would you please look up 277 for me? Yes, it's right there. Just down the road a little bit. Went back down, walked through it. And uh, could not find it. Of course, it's getting later and later and later. And you keep making these decisions, right? Because you want to be there on time. So you want to be there in the next 15 minutes. So you make decisions based on how do I get there in the next 15 minutes. So I ran back to Dunkin' Donuts and sent an email out to Falcon and Desi and uh, one other person who get their email on their phones, right? You send an email to me, I'm not answering it. 
It's on my computer somewhere. But they do it on their phones. So there's a good chance they'll respond. I said, look, call Mike Tucci, tell him, da 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 And then I, I look it up on, uh, and, and come get me at Dunkin' Donuts. So I've surrendered. I lost, right? <laughs> come get me at Dunkin' Donuts. And uh, then, then I look on the computer again. I look at the picture. I'm like, no, that's it. That's got to be it. I know where that was. I passed that one. So I drive back there. I walk back. That's not it. I walk back out. And Mike Tucci's pulling out to come get me. Somebody had gotten a hold of him, and I waved him down. He said, yeah, it's right over here. I said, no, wait, no, wait, no, that can't be. He said, yeah, 227. <laughs> I was an hour and a half late. Yep. And you ever feel that way? You ever feel like, I need to make the right decision right now in this situation? I need to make the right decision right now in this situation. Why does God not help me make the right decision right now in this situation? In your life. When people come see me, most of the time people come see me and they go, please tell me what God wants me to do right now in this situation so I can do the right thing in this situation because I need this fixed right here, right now. Will you fix this for me right here, right now? Do you find yourself in your marriage, in your career, in your parenting? Do you find yourself trying to follow God and you just move from kind of one crisis to the next crisis to the next crisis? Like, God, help me do this. Help me do this. Help me do this. And then off in the distance, you sense that there's these other folks who, they have the same problems that happened to you. There's something different. They're not going from crisis to crisis. They seem to have a very specific direction that helps them to make these decisions along the way. So that they're not going like this, and then like this, and then back over here. And wait, it doesn't seem like I'm getting ahead. What's going on? Well, today, we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to specifically talk to you about this issue. Whose mission have you given your life to? Whose mission have you given your life to? We tend to think that you come to Christ, you grow in Christ, or you come to church, and you're going to like, you know what, I'm going to try it God's way. I'm going to do it God's way. Usually people come to church for a great reason. They're in a big crisis. Something's gone wrong. And they've kind of given up. They've tried to fix it all the ways they can, and they're like, let's try this. And you can kind of get this idea that, okay, I need to get my life fixed, get it rolling, get these pieces in place, and then then we can think about God's mission. And we're going to take a look at what Jesus has to say about the mission. And how do you go from going from crisis to crisis to crisis to where, no, you've you've got a mission that gives you direction so that when you hit each of these, they turn out to help you move in the right direction. You grow from those versus, okay, I had that one, now I've got the next one, and 
you're kind of all over the place. We're going to uh, begin uh, in verse 18. It says, uh, once, Je- once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, who did the crowd say that I am? So he's been traveling. He's been doing miracles. He's been ministering to people and changing lives. And he stops for a minute. And this is a private, intimate time. This is, he's not like we are now. He is sitting with his disciples. He's in, this little, he's in a little uh, small group, life group time. They replied, some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back. All of these people are people who God has sent on a mission to speak the word of God to, tr- to people. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say that I am? Peter answered, you're God's Messiah. You're the one who can save us. You're the one who God has sent to turn my life around, to turn our country around. You're the one who's going to change everything. You're the Messiah. Jesus, this is interesting, Jesus strictly warned them, don't, not to tell this to anyone. Wait a minute, I thought the whole goal was for Jesus to come and lots of people to meet Jesus and change their lives. Well, this is God's timing and this is God's mission. Not, really it's God the Father's mission. It's not even God the Son's mission. It's his mission. And he says, and I said, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. These were the leading experts of the day. These were the leading religious people of the day. If they had TVs back then and 24-hour news, these would be all of the talking heads. These would be all of the people who people say, oh, what do we think we need to do about this? Well, let's go ask this guy. Let's go ask this guy. This guy's an expert. He knows about this. So we live in a world of experts where it kind of seems like, okay, I need to, there's somebody else who knows more about this than I do and understands this more than I do. I need to find out what they have to say and I need to be able to do that. And Jesus said, I need to be rejected by all of that. And he must be killed. And on the Thursday, raised to life. Now, that was God the Father's mission for God the Son. We just walked through communion. Why? So that he could give you a new life. But Jesus' mission at this time was his Father's mission, which was to come, to give his life, and then to raise again from the dead, showing that he had power over sin. It's not just that he died for you and stayed there. He died and he rose again. He has power over sin. He has, an, he has a mission that goes where we want to go. Then he said to them, he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple, whoever wants to follow me, whoever wants to come after me, must deny themselves. 
Who's themselves? Who? It's this. What, what do you think makes you you? What makes you you? If you ask me, okay, Chris, really, really, who are you? Who are you? My first answer is going to be I'm a farmer. That's who I am. I almost wore work boots and work jeans and work shirt today. Just to say, I want you to understand, guys, I'm not really a pastor. I'm really a farmer. Well, Jesus says you need to deny yourself. It's that. What about your dreams? Okay, look, out of my life, this is what I want to see happen. This is, who, this is what I really want to be. This is what I, I dream of this. I've been dreaming about this since I was five years old. That's part of the deny themselves. How about your desires? I, I, I want to get married. I want to love this person. I want to... How about your self-image? This is who I think I am. Your heritage. That's fun in our church. That's a lot of fun in our church. We enjoy joking about the really white pastor and then our church, right? Whenever people come to our church for very long, they're like, how does that work anyway? What's the deal with that? <laughs> of which all of us go, we don't know. This just really does work. It means you're going to deny your heritage. Which if you're from the islands or you're from here or you're from there and I come to you and go, look, you need to deny that. That is not going to be what is your defining about you. That's hard, right? How about your mission? Your reputation? Your relationships? Sometimes we define ourselves based on, look, I'm attracted to this person, therefore this is who I am. In our world, that's what it's all about, right? Everybody's defined by these categories. It says, he must deny themselves and take up their cross daily. The cross refers to the mission. See, Jesus' mission was to come and literally go to the cross and die. For us, he, he, he doesn't ask everyone to go to the cross and die. You're not asked to go out, put a cross up, and be crucified. You're asked to take up God's mission for your life every day and follow me. Then he says this crazy thing. For whoever wants to save his life, the best way I can describe to save his life is what you're doing in every one of those those times in your life, those, those, uh, uh, like it was for me. At the moment that my phone went dead, I went into, actually before that, when I chose not to go back and get the charger, I went into, I'm going to save my life mode. How do I get there for the next 15 minutes? Because I need to salvage the problem that I'm in, right? I can't be late. I did that for an hour and a half. Had I stopped trying to salvage my life, had I stopped trying to save my life, I would have draw, driven back home, got the charger, and been back in 20 minutes. I was only 10 minutes away from the house. When you go, look, look, Jesus, look, I understand you have a mission, but you need to understand, I need to save my children. 
Look at the situation my children are in. I've got to save my children. I screwed them up. I need to save them. In our church, it's very, very common that tons of single moms. How did you end up being a single mom? Well, there's a really good chance along the way you made some decisions and you made some mistakes you should not have made. And now you're like, I made them, I gotta fix it. You're trying to save your life. In your finances, we just went through momentum. Super simple how this whole financial thing works. It's a budget. But I can't live on the budget today because I have to save my life. Right? I've got to break what God says because I have to save my life. He says, those of you who say, okay, God, I understand that's your mission, but I just want to save my life. Now, as you come to Skyline, I, my goal is to teach you the Bible works. That's my goal. My goal is that we invite people who've never been to church or haven't been to church in a long time to come to our church, and I talk to you in such a way that you go, I challenge you. I go, look, this is what the Bible says. Try this. This is what the Bible says. This works. Try this. And then you go home and you try it, and you're like, my goodness, it works. The Bible works. And then I go, yeah, it was written by God. And guess what? The Bible says this about you, and it says this about Jesus, and he wants you, he wants to get to know you, and he wants to save you. And, and so you, you take that step. But you can, you can take from that, look, I, I have my own mission. I'm still on my own mission. It's just I'm going to bring God along to help me on the mission. I'm going to bring God along to help me accomplish my mission. Jesus says that if you bring God along to help you to accomplish your mission or to save your life, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. What am I saying? I'm saying if you live the rest of your life going from one, I'm having a mental block here, uh, crisis, to the next crisis, to the next crisis, to the next crisis. Even if you say, okay, Jesus, help me do it your way in this specific situation. If you just keep moving this way, but it's still your mission, you're going to lose it. That's what he says. But whoever loses his life, their life, for me will save it. Whoever gives their heart and their soul and their might to the mission of God will actually save their life. God will actually give you this incredible life. He says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world? In other words, it's possible that you don't just go from crisis to crisis, you succeed and succeed. And you're terrific in your career. And you, you become this amazing businessman. You become an amazing husband, maybe. You gain the whole world. You have everything you want. You won. In the end, you're going to lose it. This specifically is talking about the fact that when you die, it's gone. It also applies in day-to-day -day life, too. This principle does work out this way. Because you've never met the person who had it all. That they didn't have a major piece of their life where they've lost it. Where they do have this incredible business, and they're on their fourth wife. Where they, it, 
You've seen it work that way. He says, yet lose or forfeit their very self. Whoever's ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them. What do you mean ashamed of him? If I came and said to you, are you ashamed of Jesus? No one's going to go, oh, I'm so ashamed of Jesus. That's not how it works. It works like this. You know, God's mission is what he's called you to. He's called you to give your life to his mission. And you're like, look, I understand that, and I'm going to do that one day. But right now, I've got to save my kids. No, I'm ashamed of what he has to say, meaning I, 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 I can't believe that right now. It's not true right now. I'm in a crisis, man. Don't bother me with what Jesus has to say. Or if you're going to tell me what Jesus has to say, tell me what he has to say about getting me out of this crisis. Because i got a mission. And i got to accomplish my mission. And once I accomplish my mission, then I'll go back to what Jesus has to say. That's what it means to be ashamed of what he has to say. So, what am I calling on you to do? What do you mean? What do you mean? Give my life to God's mission. This is what I mean. I trade in my life for his mission. What God wants done, that's what I want done. Period. When God wants it done, that's when I want it done. How God wants it done, that's how I want to do it. Where God wants it done, that's where I want to do it. We've had an incredible experience with this, with this, with the building. Because God asked, gave us a call. And that call was to plant a church based on love and grace in Bloomfield. At year 10, I was really irritated with that Bloomfield thing. Like, really irritated. Because... I want our church to grow, and I want to reach as many people as we can possibly reach. So this Bloomfield thing is really a, like a weight around our neck. And I didn't say this publicly, because you're the pastor, you really shouldn't say this publicly. But publicly, I'm like, because we had shared this with the, with the elders and the church and the business team, and they, were all, they all bought into the Bloomfield thing. They believed him. And I'm like, how do we get out of this? So we can, you know, grow and go and why? Because it, it was my mission. I had turned it back into my mission, right? And God's mission was getting in the way of my reputation and what I wanted to accomplish and the way I wanted to do it. This exact same thing applies to your life every single day. You trade in your life for God's mission. And when Jesus called you to follow him, he called you to his mission. Yes, at first it focused on you. What do I mean by that? At first it focused on the fact that you needed a savior. You needed forgiveness. You needed your life to change. And yes, it was focused on you. But the whole time that he was calling you and saving you and bringing you out of that. He wasn't bringing you out of that so you could then go accomplish your mission. He was bringing you out of that so you could follow him to accomplish his mission. And when you follow him and when you give your life to his mission, guess what? You find 
your life. Yes, it was focused on you at first, to surrender your will to his love and forgiveness and grace. But it was always focused in the direction of your life being a tool in his hands. You love being a tool in his hands. By the way, the greatest joy in the world, in the universe, is being a tool in the hand of God. It's the greatest joy in the world. There is no amount of money, there's no amount of experience, there is no relationship that can match. Waking up in the morning going, I'm here to be used of God to touch people's lives. Nothing comes close to it. There, there's nothing that comes close to watching people's lives change and, and God whispering to you, see, that's what you're here for. You love being a tool in his hands. You grow. You have better sex. You laugh harder. You love deeper. You handle money better and are more free to become an excellent businessman when you are a tool in God's hands. When your mission your personal mission has been set aside and you've adopted God's mission for your life. There is no conflict with God's mission and what is best for your children. Which leads us to the second thing. Carrying out God's mission is God's plan for my life. What? See, we often say, okay, God, I, I want your plan for my life. Show me your plan for my life. Show me your plan for my life. Show me where I should live and what I should do and when I should live there and where I should do that. Show me your plan for my life. He doesn't actually have a plan for your life. He has a mission for you to go on. And when you go on that mission, you discover God's plan for your life. When I follow God's mission for my life, it's the absolute best thing I could do for my children. It's the best thing I can do for my wife. It's the best thing I can do for anybody that I love. Because on the mission, he has it really clearly stated. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loves the church. In other words, she's number one. In the mission, he helps you with how and you raise your children and how you impact their lives. But if you make your marriage more important than God's mission, you're going to lose it. If you make your children more important than God's mission, you're going to lose it. It's not in conflict. But your mission is in direct conflict for what is best for your wife, your husband, your children, and the people you love. Let me say that again. Your mission is in direct conflict for what is best for your children. You have the greatest intentions in the world. So did I. I was going to be on time. Do you know the entire hour and a half that I was late, my intentions were fantastic? They were incredible, highly motivated. I'm walking around in the rain. But every decision I made was actually in conflict with what was best to get there. So I want to invite you to let go of trying to get your life to work. Let go of trying to get God to get your life to work. And grab a hold of Jesus. 
He said, follow, pick up the cross, grab hold of the mission, and follow me. Grab a hold of Jesus. That Savior, that person who came and gave his body, which was broken for you. The person who gave his blood so you could be washed clean. The person in the universe who loves you more than anyone else ever possibly could. Grab a hold of Jesus. And the mission that he's on. Make that your mission. It's a big step. But what's really great about this step is you get to do it every morning. He said, pick up your cross daily and follow me. But let's start that process today. You and Jesus this morning, deny yourself. Give up on your mission. Give it up. Your intentions are great. But it is in direct conflict for what is best for the people you love. It's actually in direct conflict for what's best for you. And when you start this journey, you're going to be like, this is not working. This is not, this is, this is not going where I wanted it to. Yeah, you're in the process of losing your life. But the promise is that one day you're going to find it. And when you do, you're going to be awed at how Jesus kept his promise. Just like he's kept every other promise he's made you up to this point in your life. So I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to give you a little bit of time to let go of your mission. Let go. This means your career. It means your house. It means your kids. It means everything. Let it go. Yes, I'm asking you to go. You mean I end up with zero at the end of my life? Yes, you end up with zero. That's what I'm asking you to do. And you grab a hold of the mission of God. That's you say, Jesus, that is now my mission. You, Jesus, tell me who I am. You, Jesus, tell me when, where, what, how. That's what I'm going to do because I am done with my mission. I'm grabbing hold of your mission. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you for this incredible call in our life. Thank you that we can be freed from crisis to crisis to crisis. From being lost and trying to find our way. Now, Lord, you know between you and I, I have grabbed a hold of that mission and then on a daily basis from this place to that place, I've let go. Or, or for a moment, forgotten. Or, But I, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of the life that you've given me. You've kept your promise. But today I want to renew. I want to renew that I don't want my life to count. I want to lay it aside, grab a hold of you and your mission. I want to follow you. I want our church to follow you.
I want to pray for each person here as they wrestle with this this morning, that you and them would have this personal, rela- this personal conversation where they can begin this journey where they're done with their mission. And they're going to give their heart, their soul, and their strength to your mission. Spend a few seconds with Jesus. Thank you for the the numerous people this morning that gave their life to your mission. I pray for them that every day they renew this between you and them. But that this be a marker that today is the day they decided to give up their life knowing that one day you would give them a life way beyond what they could imagine. I pray for those who, who maybe don't know you yet this morning, that they just keep coming until, until they figure this out, until they can clearly say yes to you or no to you. And then, Lord, I pray that the answer is yes. I pray for those who've been on the mission, but maybe something caught their eye and has pulled them away, and that this morning they came back you would empower them and strengthen all of us to hang on to you and never let go. In your name we pray. Amen. You guys can stand.